Welcome to the second in our two-part series of the greatest athlete of all time. Last week, we talked about who is the greatest competitor, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan. In today's episode, we're discussing who has the greatest athletic ability of all time, today on The GOAT. and welcome to another episode of the goat the show where we debate the greatest questions in sports and let you decide i am your host jeff lambert joining me today is my co-host partner in crime and all things mischievous since the fifth grade dan duran dan how are things going for you today i'm pretty good man i take some offense to that mischievous um if we do recall we did have a trio of friends who got much in much more trouble. I was just always dragged with them. And for that, I'm calling Jay, Kuko, and Edwin by far the most mischievous people in our class. I was just the innocent bystander, the passer's kid who happened to be in the crossfire. But with that said, things are good, Jeff, man. Um, had some tough patches this week, but uh, glad we're in here to discuss our second half of our our two-part series um with that being said we got something crazy guys we we we, the vote was who is the greatest competitor michael jordan or tom brady and i'm thinking yo this is a no-brainer right but we have a 50 50 split thanks to the six people who voted this is a first in the goat show history that we have a split down the middle that means that somebody must have forgot to vote because i mean come on guys i i don't even know what to do dan this is a first in show history not that we're that deep into the history but we we have a straight up tie so like do we open it up again for voting do we just accept the fact that the nation is torn 50 50 just like our politics between tom brady and michael jordan like is this just how we're gonna have to live I mean, I, that's just gonna, that's, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, the people have spoken. We're 50, 50. That means literally there is no winner this week. So there you have it, folks. It's a tie. Americans don't like ties as we know from our sports, but we're going to follow European soccer rules here and and take the, uh, the draw as they say. So, all right, man, that's how we're going to do it. So on our season record, we're going to have to put a column for the, for the ties let okay. it be so so folks uh moving into the feedback part of the show thank you so much we had a lot more feedback this episode there were some really strong opinions that were shared by individuals on social media and in our weekly poll which we always put in the description for our videos so i have some feedback from users i want to share and to the users that i'm i'm shouting out i want to apologize in advance because some of your responses were super long and we had to kind of condense them so they'd fit on the screen and so you know for sake of time we can keep moving but we appreciated your feedback we talked about it we liked it but we're going to shout out two people in particular the first one is Luis or Luis he responded in the poll thank you very much for doing that in our google poll and this is what he had to say about the show after listening he said quote both had great points Daniel almost convinced me for a second 
but Adam V, Adam Vinatieri, had to be placed somewhere he could make those field goals. And without Brady making that drive, it wouldn't have happened, end quote. Luis, thank you. That's the point I was trying to make all along with Brady. I guess six other people couldn't see that point, but so be it. Then we had another comment that landed on your side. Yeah, uh, um, it's it's real quick, Lewis. If, if you're listening, buddy, Lewis, my buddy, my pal. It's pronounced um, Luis, maybe. Yeah, Luis. It could it could be Luis. You're right, Luis. Luis, Luis. I apologize if you are Hispanic, Latino descent, and it's Luis. But um, just real quick, buddy. Um, you're right. Adam V had to be placed there, but the the point was is that Tom Brady couldn't get the job done, right? No, someone no. else had to score. No, no. So I'm, I'm no. just I'm I'm gonna leave that there. Someone else had to do the score, not because Tom Brady's not on the field. He's not even holding the ball anymore. They used to back in the day. The quarterbacks held the ball, but he's not holding the ball. So like, he had to be bailed out. Look, man, That's the it. voting's over. All right, oh, the voting's over. Right. Let's move right. on. My you're right. Gosh. I'm bitter. You're right. I'm bitter. Um, <laughs> but Michael, uh, Michael on the the poll that we had as well, um, very smart guy. Very smart guy. He said uh, MJ absolutely had no flaws in his basketball game. He was the best offensive player and arguably the best defensive player during his era. His competitive edge went beyond the game of basketball in golf cards and even flipping coins with his bodyguards. MJ is the goat of competition. Drop the mic. You know, if this mic right here, Michael, was was more wasn't just like a, a standing mic, I would drop it. But I don't want it to break because I don't want to buy another one. But when I do buy another one, I'm dropping the mic just for you, Michael. You know, for those of you who'd like to send donations to the show and buy Daniel a dummy microphone that he can drop in future episodes, <laughs> please send donations. <laughs> we'll leave a show uh, link in the show notes for you. Oh, oh man, we had some good we had some good feedback, and thank you so much for everybody that decided to leave us some comments. We like reading these for sure. Um, even when it's you know not agreeing with me, Luis Lewis. Um, <laughs> It's it's we, we love when you guys uh, uh, talk back to us. Yeah. For future episodes, guys, you can just suggest topics to us or even vote or give us feedback. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram or our YouTube at Goat Sports Pod or by emailing us at Goats Pod Goat Podcast at Hotmail com not gmail not yahoo um you might as well have picked lycos i don't know if you remember lycos but you might as well have picked lycos i don't even know if that's a thing anymore if lycos um, was available i would have chosen i would have chose juno if it was still around I, i'm going old school with the email i remember yeah. those lycos episodes remember fetch yeah, lycos um, and i don't like know the... i don't know if mr loss ever hears this but i'm pretty sure his email still says juno bro He's probably still got it. For those of you who context, our high school English teacher, Mr. Loss, is an old school kind of guy. And he kept his Juno email address and we used to make fun of him for it. But yeah, Dan, as of- CMLoss at Juno.com. If you guys hear this, shoot him an email and blame us for it. There you go. <laughs> Don't they call that doxing in the media, Dan? I think he just doxed Mr. Loss. Uh, he'll he he he'll be okay he made me run he was also our basketball coach and he made me run so much that i puke that this is just revenge well cameron you can always vote against him in future episodes if you'd like to get back at him so now that we've <laughs> given out your first name last name and email let's uh move right on past this to the next section dan <laughs> all right guys this is how the format works uh we flip coin take turns presenting our arguments then each of us gets the chance to add our counterpoints to weaken our opponent's argument then we ask you the fans 
to vote, uh, to see who won the debate. Um, we need more voting because clearly this week, nobody won this debate. In my mind, I'm taking the W, but in reality, it's, it's in my mind, Jeff. I said okay, in my fair. mind. Okay. Um, but in reality, no one won. Um, so this is, it's, it's cool though that we're going to have a, a tie column apparently. So we need your votes, guys. Um, so don't forget to help us out and vote. Amen to that. So with that said, folks, if you notice, we're kind of moving stuff around in the show. We're trying to get to the arguments, the debates more quickly. So we've gone over the format. You know who won last week. Our debate for this week, it's the second of a two-part series. We talked about greatest competitor last week. For this week, we're talking about who had the greatest athletic talent of any athlete in pro sports. So Daniel chose. Go for it. Dion Sanders. Neon Dion Sanders. Showtime. Showtime, baby. And I went with the classics as I find myself doing a lot. I guess it's the history major in me. I am going with Jim Thorpe as the greatest athletic talent of all time. So those are your two choices for this episode. Dan, we got to do our famous coin toss. So let me get my screen up here and you, sir, call it in the air. Go. Tails never fails. My streak ends at two. You get this one. I'm going to have to take your word for it because I clearly did not see that on the screen, but I'm taking your word for it because unlike you, I like going first because I get to uh, uh, manipulate the way this conversation is going. And, um, you know, the person who's seconds almost always on the defense, this is time for me to take the offensive route. To you, sir. So guys, we look at the greatest athletic talent, there are many names that come to mind. Well, Jordan, we just talked about him, could be one of the greatest athletic talents. You could say LeBron James, you could, you could say Bo Jackson, but very few had the athletic capability of Deion Sanders. I want you guys to remember what the topic of the debate is, is athletic talent, not success in the sport, not longevity in the sport, but greatest athletic talent. Deion Sanders' sheer athletic ability was something divine with blinding speed and quickness and extreme agility, not to mention great balance and body control, instincts and jumping ability. He was probably, if I would say, you know what? Outside of maybe Lawrence Taylor, he was probably the best defensive player to ever play in the NFL, in my opinion. That's another, that's another uh, debate for another time. Uh, was definitely the best, the greatest cornerback. That's hands down, greatest cornerback of all time. Um, yet, interestingly enough, he could have been even more of an offensive force, meaning if he had been a full-time receiver without, or without rounds, with rounds designed to, to play to him, if he wasn't just a punt returner and kick returner, he could have put up even greater stats. Plus, if football wasn't just such a demanding sport, we have to realize it oftentimes cuts people's careers down. Uh, um, with all the injuries and hits and concussions that you're walking around with that you don't even know. Uh, um, if he could play offense, defense, and special teams without his body breaking down, I'm sorry. He would hold just about almost every record, I would believe. 
Like he probably have dozens of MVP titles, half a dozen Super Bowl titles, as as has been said by many many people beforehand. Sanders took half the field away from quarterbacks whenever there was a passing play. And in the past happy NFL that is today, whoo, man, the amount of interceptions he would have. So let's look at the sheer athletic ability. In high school, he was a leatherman in three sports, basketball, football, and baseball, and was almost unbelievably an all-state and Florida honoree in all three sports. Would have been four if he would have been allowed to run track. As a freshman in college, he started on the Seminoles secondary, secondary, played outfielder for the baseball team and led the track and field team to a conference championship. His athletic ability was legendary. According to ESPN, Sanders once played the first game of a baseball doubleheader, ran a leg of a four times 100 relay, and then returned to play the second baseball game. In football, he was a two-time consensus first-team All-American, led the nation in punt return average, uh, and won, ironically, the Jim Thorpe Award for the best defensive back, all right? He played nine seasons of professional baseball at 641 games where he batted 263 and 304 one year um, and 533 in four games in the 1992 World Series and stole over 186 bases in the NFL. He played in eight Pro Bowls, was a 1994 Defensive Player of the Year, and was voted to the 1990s All-Decade Team and won two Super Bowl rings, making him the only man to play in the Super Bowl and the World Series. Sanders amassed 7,838 all-purpose yards, caught 60 passes, intercepted 53 passes, recovered four fumbles, and scored 22 touchdowns. Nine interception returns was part of those touchdowns, and six punt returns, three kickoff returns, three receiving, and one fumble recovery. This is crazy, guys. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4.19 seconds, and this is before the freak athletes we have now right 4.19 seconds forward y'all want to know what he ran that joint backwards he ran the 40 running backwards at 4.6 seconds bro i'm not sure if our competitor today was able to run that with his athletic ability see i once saw highlights of sanders playing basketball Dude, the dude can dunk with so much ease. I have little doubt that he could have also been a NBA star or at least a really good role player. I would picture someone like Allen Iverson with a better shooting percentage and better practice habits. Practice? During the 1989 season, he became the only pro athlete to ever hit a home run and score a touchdown in the NFL in the same week. Sanders played nine years in the major leagues for 14. He hit 304 for one team. He stole 26 bases, like I said, and led the National League with 14 triples 
14. He, a football player on his off time, played baseball and led the National League with 14 triples. The fact is that Deion Sanders could cross the boundaries of sports, not because he was the greatest talent, pure sheer talent, but because his athletic talent let him transcend that which most people could only do in one sport. Now, once again, if longevity, if Father Time didn't take his toll on his body, if he didn't have to go to football practice and training camps and then go play baseball right after, we don't know the sheer amount of, of ability he could have had. But Deion Sanders, with this 4.194 yard dash and in a 4.640 yard dash backwards, has done things that no other athlete could. We have players like Bo Jackson who played both, but Bo Jackson has never been to the Super Bowl and the World Series and been impacted on both teams. Now, Deion Sanders did not win the World Series, so let's, uh, before my fellow co-host tries to throw that in my face and say, well, he didn't help them win. Well, he was a big reason why they were even competitive in that World Series. So, folks, there you have it. Dion Sanders, the man people came paid to play, right? People don't usually pay to watch a defensive player, but that's how electric his athletic ability was, that people paid just to watch a defensive player, someone who plays special teams, see what he would do that night. Dion Sanders, folks, it is only Dion Sanders. I leave it to you, my compadre Jeff, which look, now I can mute myself so I don't have to interject. All right, Dan, thank you for that. Good points made by Deion Sanders. I have some, um, maybe not corrections, but some rebuttals that I'm going to save for the counterpoints part. So make sure if you're listening, you hang on to that so you can see what I have to say about some of the things Dan brought up about Dion. But my goal for you right now is to very clearly lay out why Deion Sanders, as talented as he was, was not the greatest athlete of all time in terms of being the greatest athletic talent. That belongs to Jim Thorpe. And I don't even know, this This shouldn't even be an argument, Dan. Like, if you want to just, you know, forfeit now, I mean, we can all get home and, and check out the new episode of Loki on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give you that option, and you can shake your head yes or no into the camera. Do you, you want to take the forfeit now before I go in on this? No, he doesn't. Okay. All right, folks, here we go. So I'm going to tell you about Jim Thorpe. And let me just, I always start off with my thesis statement. I can't help it. I was a former teacher. Why do I think Jim Thorpe is the greatest athlete of all time? It comes down to two reasons. I think when I think of greatest athletic talent, I think of somebody whose physical gifts makes them a very clear cut above everybody else they compete against. And I think the greatest athletic talent of all time also means that the person's ability allows them to succeed at several professional levels. Remember I said that, okay? Now for the kids, let me start off at the beginning because Jim Thorpe is, is way back. He's not a recent figure. We don't have a lot of media cuts to be able to, to celebrate of him. It's not like Deion Sanders who played in the 90s who's, who's right there and accessible via media as much as Jim Thorpe was. Jim Thorpe was born in 1887 and he lived until 1953. So he's, he's a bit back there. Who was Jim Thorpe? He was an Olympic gold medalist, but he wasn't just that. He played major league baseball. 
He played professional football in the NFL and he played professional basketball. And he also tried to play in several other sports that were around during this time, but he faced constant racism because Jim Thorpe was a Native American and Native American sports leagues were really the only option for a lot of the sports that Jim Thorpe wanted to play. So he faced constant racism and who knows what he could have accomplished even more than what he did in a very storied career if those doors had been open to him and not shut to him based on something as completely non-consequential as his race. So that is Jim Thorpe in a nutshell. I want you to understand who he was. Now let's go into why I think he was the greatest athletic talent of all time. And I always give you three reasons. I have two reasons this time because I don't have to go past that. That's how clear cut this is. So reason number one, why I think Jim Thorpe was the greatest athletic talent of all time. He was a clear, clear cut above everybody else he competed with in terms of athletic talent. Let me give you some examples of that in college just showed up. He was walking past the the high jumping team for his college. And he decided on a whim, Hey, I want to try that. And so he decided in his street clothes to go and compete with that team. He out jumped all of them, every single one that was on the squad. And he did it in his street clothes. So this college squad wasn't just a bunch of scrubs either. This college squad had made the state championships in years prior. And Jim was a little short for the average height of a high jumper during this time, he was only five foot nine and he just showed up regular clothes and out jumped all of them without a second thought. That just gives you a snapshot of this guy's athletic ability. Okay. When he played professional football, he averaged 9.7 yards a carry 9.7 yards a carry. That's how good he was as a running back. In professional baseball, when he played in the MLB, he was a lifetime 250 hitter. And remember, this is during the era known as the dead ball era, where literally there was no offense in the MLB. So 250 was a very good average to have during this time. So just to show you his, his ability across several different sports in the Olympics, he competed for Team USA. He ran the 110 meter in 15.6 seconds. Nobody has broken that record. It took 40 years for somebody to break that. And the thing that's even more amazing about the fact that he broke this record and it took so long for someone else to break it, the morning of that event, he showed up and someone stole his track shoes, whether it was the result of racism against him, someone playing a prank, maybe a competing athlete. We don't know, but Jim knew he had to compete. And so what he did, he, he found a pair of shoes used broken shoes in a trash can nearby. They didn't even, they weren't even the same shoes. One, one shoe was from one set and one shoe from the other set. He put both those on and one shoe was so big. He had to put two socks on one foot just to make it fit. He put both those shoes on and he still kicked beep during this race and set that record, which nobody broke for another 40 years. Yeah. As an Olympian, he also ran the 1500 meter in four minutes and 41 seconds. That record was not broken for over a hundred years. He, uh, it was uh, 2016 when a player finally broke that record and the player in 2016, he was wearing a modern track suit. He was wearing spikes and he was running on a perfectly manicured track. Jim Thorpe didn't have any of those advantages and it still took people hundred years to beat that. 
He took first place in four different decathlon events. No Olympian has ever done that ever to this day. That has never been broken. So Jim Thorpe, clearly a clear cut above everybody else he competed against. I don't know even know why that's a debate. The second point I want to make to you about why Jim Thorpe is the greatest athletic talent of all time, his ability let him succeed on many professional levels to be called the greatest athletic talent. You have to show some success, right? And maybe that's where Daniel and I differ in our argument because you can have great athletic talent, but it should translate into something. So that was something that Jim Thorpe did as an NCAA football player. He was named an all American three out of four years. He played multiple positions, just like Deion Sanders. He played running back. He played defensive back. He was a place kicker. He was a punter. He did it all. In the Olympics, he won the gold in the decathlon and the pentathlon. And as I said, broke several records that took several years in order to be able to, to be broken by future athletes. Um, in the NFL, he led his team to six championships, folks. He was a leading rusher several seasons out of that. And on occasion, he would get in there during critical moments and he would punt because he was that good too. Jim Thorpe is the greatest athlete of all time. Very clearly, he showed that he was a cut above everybody else athletically against his peers. And he also showed that he could succeed with that athletic talent that he was given. And you don't have to take my word for it again. I'm not just saying this because I believe it. This is what the experts have to say too. In ABC, uh, ABC did a poll. In back in the year 2000 and Jim Thorpe was named the greatest athlete of the 20th century. And he beat out 15 other athletes names, you know, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Jesse Owens, Wayne Gretzky, Jack Nicholas, Michael Jordan, Jim Thorpe came above all of those individuals in this poll and Olympic historian, Bill Mellon. And I'll finish with this. This guy has been watching athletes for a very long time. He is a historian of watching the greatest athletes in the world play. He said, and I quote, Jim Thorpe is the greatest athlete of all time. Still to me, it's not even a question, end quote. Those are my points as to why Jim Thorpe is indeed the greatest athlete of all time. And I think that point is made crystal clear for you, ladies and gentlemen. So there we have it, folks. You have our opening arguments. Daniel has laid out his case for Deion Sanders. I've laid out my case for Jim Thorpe. We are going to get a chance to present some counterpoints for you. But first, we're going to go to our intermission where we can make a little extra scratch. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, folks, we're doing something a little different for our intermission today. We've decided to move the section where we talk about our goat picks to the middle of the episode as a way for us to get quicker into the topic that we're discussing. So as a way for you to support us, we have products that we use on a daily basis that we recommend to you. And if you decide that you want to try these products, you can click on the link in our show notes or our description. And if you decide to buy them, we get a commission for that. So for our goat picks for this month, Daniel, what did you choose? I chose dude wipes. And the reason I'm telling you guys about dude wipes is because friends don't let friends ruin their butts with toilet paper, right? Wet wipes designed to give your butt a clean, refreshing finish, right? 
Dude wipes are 25% larger than the average flushable wipe, um, and they're made by plant-sourced fibers, so you won't find any plastic or anything else on that. Um, these wipes, you never want to do the one-ply again. That's, that's the fact. Once you start using using them, you're never going to want to do the one-ply again. Dude wipes are revolutionary and was born on a fateful day when a, a man in Chicago's apartment <laughs> had quite the harsh toilet paper, right? And he needed something to forever change him. And, and today, this man decided to make dude wipes. Wipes to make sure you are clean, fresh. It, it's plant sourced, uh, um, free of parabens and dyes. So you know that your, your special release area is not getting anything wrong. Yes, I said release area. So dude wipes, listen, people, you try it. I'm forever changing your life. You try it, you'll never want to go back. And for my goat pick this month, I am going with a product called the Bridgestone Pro Duck. Now, why do I recommend this product? I'm using it right now. What is it? Well, it's a dock that you can connect to your computer that gives you more ports. Now, that sounds pretty standard because you can get any old uh, dock for your computer. But why is the Bridgestone Pro better? Well, it comes down to the amount of ports that you get that you can run simultaneously. See, a lot of the cheap docks that you can get on Amazon or other online stores give you a lot of options, but especially when it comes to outputting audio and video, you can only do one at a time. So if you're like me and you like to have multiple monitors going or having multiple feeds that you need, you need a dock that can handle doing them simultaneously. So with the Stone Pro Dock, you have that ability to plug in HDMI, to use DisplayPort. You also get USB-A, you get USB-C, you get an SD card slot, you get an Ethernet jack. You get eight ports in total, and they allow you, like I said, to run both audio and video simultaneously. So if you're serious about keeping a lot of different accessories plugged into your computer at one time, you cannot do better than the Bridge Stone Pro Dock. That does it for our section of goat picks for this month. Let's go ahead and get back to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the goat, where we debate sports greatest questions and let you decide. Thanks for sticking with us. We are in the middle of a very, very heated debate about who is the greatest athletic talent of all time. Is it Deion Sanders or Jim Thorpe? Daniel won the coin toss for a first time in a long time <laughs> this time around. So Dan, that means we've made it to our counterpoint section and you, my friend, have the opportunity to go first for this round. So you've heard my argument. Tell the people why Deion Sanders should still be considered the greatest athlete of all time. Absolutely, Jeff. So unlike my counterpart here, who is going to spend his time countering, just trying to bash Deion Sanders of why he's not, I'm not bashing Jim Thorpe. The man's accolades and the amount of sports he succeeded in is beyond compare. No one is taken away that he is not the great, one of the greatest winning athletes in multiple things. I'm not saying that. But when we talk about athletic talent, we also, we're, we're talking mainly about your sheer athletic ability. Now, for Jim Thorpe's era, he was a cut above the cloth, right? Absolutely. No one would argue that. No one, no one would argue that when he's running the, the decathlon and all these things that he was just better. The fact that he could play football and baseball and these things, he was just better. And he, he, he talked about how his batting was amazing during his dead ball era. 
But you know what else? Baseball was trash back then. No. And, and, and I say that in respect to baseball, not that there wasn't great players back then, but what if we stuck Barry Bonds in that era? Is he going to be a better better than Jim Thorpe? Absolutely, right? If we if we pit him up against, um, let's see, Usain Bolt, he does he have a chance? If he played in today's NFL, does he have a shot? The fact of the matter is, is that when we're talking about sheer athletic ability and talent, we're talking about this ability that would transcend time, not the greatest in, in multiple times for an era. If you want to say that he is by far the greatest person in his era, yeah. But Dion Sanders, my friends, could play football and baseball in every single era that ever existed in those sports. Now, Deion Sanders was alive during the days of Jim Thorpe, and he decided to go on track and field. Are you trying to tell me that Deion Sanders wouldn't win some track runs? Oh, for a guy, I guarantee you, if you look up the 50-yard dash in Jim Thorpe's time, no one was running it in five seconds. But here, uh, Jeff's looking it up right now, guys. I can see him right now. He's looking it up. So am I, so am I, because I just made made a claim that I could not really back up. So, but my point stands is that Deion Sanders could have played in his prospective sports in any era. He could have played multiple sports in any era. And one could argue as great as Jim Thorpe was and that he had uh, uh, um, records that stood time. Nowadays, athletes are just more athletic. That's the fact. That's like the people who hate to say that the the basketball, current basketball is not as good as the basketball in the 90s or whatever. Yeah, I may love the 90s, but the fact of the matter is we have better basketball players now. Athletic ability increases in time. And Jim Thorpe would not be that dominant and any sports lover purist someone who just loves the idea of someone competing and and understanding how how this works no one could say that jim thorpe would have dominated the way he did in that era nowadays jim thorpe's greatness does not transcend time where Deion sanders's ability does transcend time let me tell y'all folks for those listening on the podcast jeff's face does not look very good which means that Deion sanders would have won that 50 I'm telling y'all right now, he just face does not look happy, which is great for me because I did not look that up. I just threw out a, a statistic out there. But remember, when you vote, guys, the athletic talent I'm talking about transcends time. And from this era to the existence of football, the existence of baseball. And yes, I will throw him in track because Deion Sanders was an All-American in track in college. So I will throw track there. Deion Sanders would have transcended track and field from Jim Thorpe's time to now. That's undisputable. And that's why. So you may disagree who the greatest athletic talent is, but in this debate... When we look at greatest athletic talent, we're not talking about greatest athletic talent for a time period. We're talking all time, greatest of all time, the GOAT. It is not Jim Thorpe. And with that, I uh, 
give Jeff the time to just bash Deion Sanders. So go ahead, Jeff. Finish. Try to finish me off. All right, folks. Hey, Daniel brought up some great points, I guess. I mean, you uh, took a bat into a closet and started swinging in the dark on that one, my friend. And uh, I just want to make a couple points to clear up some of the claims that were made here. Dan, you're partially right. All right. Deion Sanders did run the 50-yard dash that quickly on record. There are no records of what Jim Thorpe ran in the 50-yard dash because he didn't officially do it because it wasn't an official event at that point. He did, however, run the 100-yard dash in 11 seconds. So hard to say how that breaks down to the 50-yard because it is a little different. So I guess we can call it a wash. But sir, my friend, and to the listeners and viewers of this show, Daniel is participating in what we historians like to call anachronism. What is anachronism? That is when you take modern day viewpoints and mindsets and apply them to ancient philosophies and events. We have to take what Jim Thorpe did in a vacuum to an extent, right? that the records that he broke and the leagues that he played in were not on the same tier as what we could say today. Sure, if you threw Barry Bonds into a time machine and put him back in the early 1900s, yeah, he would probably have a field day with a lot of the pitchers that were available then. People are bigger now. The conditioning's different. The ability to focus on one or two parts of your game is something that wasn't done by players back then. They did at all. And so did Jim Thorpe. But one thing's indisputable, Dan, and you can't take this away. Jim Thorpe set records, especially on the Olympic level, that still have not been broken to this day. And we're talking about Olympic players in modern tracksuits. We're talking about Olympic players on modern fields with conditioning, coaches, Gatorade, you name it. Can you hold that up again to your screen, Dan? Okay, I'm going to keep going. All right. So I want to just dispel that point right away that by saying that Jim Thorpe was only successful because of the era that he played in, that's bunk. That's not true. I guess you can make that argument if you looked at his NFL or MLB stats, but again, you're participating in anachronism. What's the point? He was the greatest in his time. And as an athlete, which is what we're arguing, he broke records that modern athletes still have not broken. I, 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 I don't agree with your point, Dan. I'm sorry. I, I, for those of you who are listening to the show, Daniel is holding up papers saying what people ran. I would say maybe it wasn't the same conditions. I would say one did it professionally and one didn't. It's besides the point. Besides the point. So there's my first point, folks. Uh, Jim Thorpe definitely, definitely broke records that stood the test of time up until this point. Like I said, it took one record 100 years to be broken. It took another 40 years to be broken. There's still some that are on the record that haven't been broken. That speaks for itself. The second point I want to make, Dan, and I'd like to see you poke a hole in this, but you can't because you went first and I went last. So that means you don't get a second rebuttal. But folks, you can look it up uh, for this one. Deion Sanders was an amazing football player. 100%. Can't take that away from him. And if we were debating the greatest defensive football player of all time, okay. If we're debating one of the greatest athletes to play football of all time, sure. But the greatest athlete of all time, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders doesn't have anything to show outside of football in terms of success. How can we give him that crown? That's just irresponsible. Deion Sanders lasted three years in Major League Baseball before he got cut 
by the Yankees. Yeah. And while his regular season numbers were respectable after those three years, he never won a single award in Major League Baseball. No all-star game appearances, no triple crown, no silver slugger, no leading the league in home runs, none of that. Not a single award was awarded to him in baseball or any other sport for that matter. So to me, the greatest athletic talent comes down to a someone who's clearly more physically gifted than everybody else. I made that crystal clear and the guy did it a hundred years before everybody else. Yes. Yes. But he was cut three years in. So Dan's holding up a piece of paper saying he played nine years in baseball. Great. He spent two years in the minors too, if you want to make it 11. But the point is, is that no awards, no awards. So there you have it folks. Deion Sanders, Great football player, greatest athletic talent of all time. I'm sorry. I don't think we can go there. And one last point I do want to make, and I made this in my first episode argument. Deion Sanders was given an award named for Jim Thorpe. Who's greater? The person who the award is named after or the person who receives the award? I'm going to leave you with that. My three points. Well, well. There we have it, folks. (laughs) Chefs, Jeff, Daniel nice. is. You guys is all very... have Google. You guys all have Google. I want you all to Google Jim Thorpe's 100 meter and Deion Sanders 100 meter, and we'll leave it there. Folks, we obviously have some heated, heated <laughs> feelings about the the conclusion of this episode. <sighs> Daniel brought his paper and pen and used it this time. So for those of you watching the video, you can see some of his comments. But look, we need you to vote on this. We laid out our cases very clearly. So tell us what you think who landed on the right side of history here in terms of debating who the greatest athlete of all time was remember down in the description in the show notes there is a link where you can leave a comment you can vote for who you think is the greatest athletic talent of all time and again leave us some comments we'll make sure to feature them in the next episode that's all for today wait 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 jeff wait man the people want to know what you have going on Oh, you know, that's the second episode in a row. I forgot that, Dan. I'm really dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah. Man. What do you have? What do you, what, what does Jeff have going on except for throwing false stats, accusation, and lies <laughs> during debates? So for those of you who like history and maybe want to learn a little bit more about some um, players that played the game of baseball, I do have another podcast called Rounders, the history of baseball in America. I go in depth about different topics related to baseball history, events, players, tragic uh, happenings that occurred, you name it. I try and pick very interesting topics because I think baseball, I mean, it's been around uh, one of the longest sports in American history. So there's certainly like all these amazing, amazing stories and it's influenced our history so much uh, as a culture, as a nation that uh, there's some really great stories to tell. So I'll include a link in the show notes. If you'd like to listen to that podcast, I would appreciate your listenership. Dan, what about you? What do you have going outside the show? Ah, oh, man. So as you guys can see my shirt, for those who are watching, um, it says Endurance Cross Training Fitness. That's what me and my wife, with the business we run. Um, if you're interested in training, virtual training or in-person training, if you're in the DMV area, that's something that we offer. Um, if you just want some of our gear, you go to EnduranceCrossTrainingFitness.com um, and you can buy our gear there we have tons of stuff um some awesome hoodies that i know it's summertime but winter time they will be gone so if you want a hoodie now would be the time to get it 
Um, and I actually also want to throw out uh, my wife's side business called Beauty in My Beads. So for those watching, my wife makes these bracelets um, and she also makes like necklaces and stuff. Um, it's an Etsy shop. So or you can go to Instagram, Facebook. Um, it's called Beauty in My Beads check it out. It's custom made. Um, you would let her know what you want, how you want it to style everything. If you have a picture of something that you want, you send it to her, she can make it for you. And we ship it out to you guys, um, priority mail. So that's, you know, those are the two things that I want to throw out there. Um, yeah, Jeff, that's what I got going on, me and my family, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so folks overall, you know, follow us and what we're doing. We, we really try and put this show first. We have other things on our plate outside of our uh, other uh, money-making ventures. We're fathers. We are husbands. We are sports fans. We are a lot of different things, but we really do appreciate you tuning into the show. It's something we love doing. And just for you making us a part of your day means so much to us. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode. And we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys. See you later.